This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Well, hey, buddy, how you doing? Hey, we're back again. Yeah, we got another one coming. We do? Yeah. And as usual, we have no idea what we're going to discuss. That's right, now. just like our episode we number. We have no idea what episode we're on. But we do know that we have uh, the one and only man mm-hmm. behind the scenes. I'm just here to referee today, boys. Oh, <laughs> you've been doing a lot of that recently. I have been. Yeah. I have and, been. And I just want to point out there's no rhyme or reason to our guest at all. He just happened to be walking by the shop and he's like, hey, I'll join. I yeah. just came yeah. to check out the new concrete. Yeah. <laughs> Your VIP parking. Pack. My VIP parking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody who's uh, paying attention to this on YouTube or something's going to have no idea what you're talking about for the next six yeah, months. Yeah, this is true. We should probably paint a quick little picture here, but uh, if you guys follow me on YouTube, uh, we poured a wash bay slash basketball court outside of the uh, shop doors. <clears throat> yeah. Slash VIP parking yeah, for man behind the scenes. His VIP parking spot. So we'll uh, we'll we'll just let him play along for a while and see how this goes. But yeah, it, uh, it is what it is at this point. So what uh, what topic do we have on hand today, sir? You never you never inform me of what we're going to discuss because you don't want me to be allowed to prepare. Uh, mostly because I'm also not prepared. Let's just talk about employees. How's that? Oh, boy. We've got your favorite one here. I yes. don't have employees. Let's make that perfectly clear. Right That's now. how I said mm-hmm. it's your favorite one. You're sitting across from me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm his idol, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a train. We just jumped the tracks, boys. We just jumped the tracks. <laughs> I do love that button. I do. Uh, I do have some experience from uh, both sides of this, from uh, multiple employees to uh, no employees. Yeah. Have you ever been an employee? I have been an employee. So you're full spectrum. Oh yeah, I've uh, I've hired, I've fired, I've worked. I've never been fired. I don't think. That's I've, fixing to change. You're fired. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that. I don't think I've been fired. Think hard. Uh, You've tried to fire me, but <laughs> hard to fire the owner, I yeah, guess. Yeah, don't. You're just not trying hard it's enough. It's perfectly no. clear you do not understand how that actually works. <laughs> yeah. All I can do is take his driving privileges away from the service truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, for the record, I didn't wreck that, but but no, yeah, I've uh, I've I've been an employee from uh, I've been an employee for small business owners. I've been an employee for uh, a medium-sized company a dealership, and I've also been an employee of a very large corporation, Lowe's, and I've uh, been self-employed with uh, up to about 15 employees at one time that worked underneath me, and I've also been self-employed with uh, zero employees. So, yeah, what do you want to know? I'm full of knowledge on this one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What do you want to tell me? Well, I think first off, you know, anybody that's going to be self-employed or going to be a boss um, I think there's a lot of knowledge to be gained of actually being an employee. Right. I mean, because it, it gives you, like, there's, whenever we had the construction business, there'd be situations come up. Like, I fully understand where they were coming from and what they were thinking because I'd been there. You know, I worked for a construction company as an employee, and those same situations arise. Now, I'm not going to lie, after I, uh, 
after I become a boss and these same situations arise, I had a whole different perspective of what it was really like from the, uh, from the other side of things. Right. So, uh, moral of that story is, is if you are an employee and you've never ran, if you, if you never managed people or owned a business that has employees, there's a lot more to that than what you see for face value. So, <clears throat> what you mean to tell me is that if I'm working for you for $18 an hour, I'm not actually costing you $18 an hour? Well, so that is completely true. If you're working for me for $18 an hour, you're on dep- the books. On the books. Your hourly rate is dependent on what options I give you from <clears throat> uh, insurance to um, retirement, et cetera. But I think on average, an $18 employee for us four or five years ago used to cost between $23 and $24 an hour uh, by the time we paid all the frills and figured in paid vacation and stuff. But that's not really the route I was going down as much as... Well, I feel like that's just the first thing that I hear everybody say. Yeah, there's there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, I and it's, it's stuff 100% out of our control. <clears throat> uh, Aaron's even got a little different perspective on this because he works uh, out of a union hall. Right. So they, you know, I don't, I don't know what an average boilermaker's wage is, mid-20s. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to turn into negotiate. Yeah, yeah, we might turn. negotiate. <laughs> Full package is right at $67. Uh, and 32 which, cents. And that on the check would be right at, I want to say, I think right now it's like 39, 39 on the, on the check. So 39 is what you bring home. Yes. But 67 is what? They, your, it cost your benefits, you, it yeah. cost you to operate that. So yeah, because like on your part as a contractor, what you do when you would go bid a job, you up the package to seventy-two dollars per person. You you do that three to four percent, five percent So, so in in layman's terms, basically, if the company, <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. the company charges you out, they're hoping that best case scenario. To make two dollars an hour off of you, pretty well, yeah. And and that don't count all the administration fees mm-hmm. and the and the phone calls and the and the organization it took to get you there. I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, they're not even breaking even on that. They're, right. They, you know, their 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 big hope is the task you accomplish, you know, justifies all. That's what it comes down to. But where I want to go with this a little bit here in the beginning, and I don't think if if it's five employees or five hundred employees, you always end up with the same issue. And um, I've been guilty of this myself, so I don't want to act like I'm exempt from it. But the um, an employee is very short-minded, sees the small picture of what's going on with the company. Well, yeah, by design, really. Right. So whenever there's changes or there's something implemented, the only thing they care about is how it affects them immediately. Um, now from a manager or an owner's perspective and this can go either way it can be a positive or negative change but we're looking for the six month year five years like which direction we need to go because at least in my cases from being in that position i am always trying to protect that job like i fully understand that if we keep going down the route we're going i cannot either continue to pay you that price or that job is not going to exist right so, uh, I mean, it, nothing frustrates me more whenever I'm trying to protect that job or maybe even find a way to get them paid more mm-hmm. on a job and I make a change or implement uh, something and then I get backlash from it. It's like, gosh dang it, I'm trying to help you out here. Right. And I can't, you know, sometimes 
I can't fully explain what's going on because I've, you know, got contracts and stuff binding. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, to be honest with you, as an employee, with all due respect, it's not your business. I I think that's that's fair. But if you need to work for a guy you trust. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. At some point, you need to trust that I'm going to do everything in the power to guide you in the right direction and lead you down a path that's going to have job protection and, and security and, and, and all that other stuff. So, like I said, I've been that employee that's been short-minded and judgmental about what a boss was doing. Mm-hmm. And then a year and a half later, I'm like, <laughs> boy. To be fair, there are, a, there are bosses out there taking advantage of their employees. And, and that's one that I would you, – you got to be smart enough as an employee to recognize that. Yeah. And I don't think it's real hard to do that. No, I, mean, I, I think it's pretty easy to figure it out, honestly. I've worked in, you know, I worked in a large corporation for Lowe's, for example, and we had managers within the store that were all, the only person they cared about themselves, and and the only thing, the only benefit you were to them is how good you could make them look. Right. That I worked for other managers that cared about the big picture, the store, the job, the people, and with a lot less effort, they were a lot more successful. Right. And, and it, 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 it don't take long to pick those out. You know, it, it really don't. Mm-hmm. And those type people usually attract the higher caliber of employee. Yeah, so I would say so. It kind of compounds itself. Now, I've worked some large, large union and non-union jobs. And that's a whole different mentality when you get to that level. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, the largest job I've ever been involved with is we had about 500 employees for about 18 or 20 days working. Mm-hmm. Um, and the structure of how that works, the mentality, you don't have time to build relationships with people in that situation. No, in a short period of time too. But all them principles I just talked about, I think still apply. You've been involved with a lot of these big projects. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Um, and, you know, the like, uh, say you got two, three hundred employees, you got, say, say it was a two week job. So you got a two week job. You don't have that much time to get the, uh, I don't know what I'm looking for here. The relationship with them, well, yeah. You know, you know, you know if 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 it's a long term job, you start you start reading people and you start matching them up. Exactly. In, yeah. In that in this situation, you don't, but you still got you still got to be a team player. You know what I mean? Yes. That's the that's yep. the big thing is uh, uh, whenever you're that one guy over there that's uh, ruffling the feathers and calling in safety and calling the union BA and complaining mm-hmm. to the manager all the time. You know what? I'll be honest with you guys. That guy is going to get short-term satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he is going to get very short-term satisfaction, and he's going to be the hero that day, that week, that whatever. Mm-hmm. But, boy, did you ever just shoot yourself in the foot for anything in the future because um, us contractors, I don't care if they're big, small, or large, or whatever, us contractors talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you um, – you can't – I mean, if you got legitimate complaints, you need to – you know, if it's a legitimate issue, it needs to be addressed. I'm not going to discredit that. If it's a safety concern, something like yes. that, something large-scale, yes, it needs to be addressed. But I think we all right know to. the guy that wants to uh, create the drama. To yeah. Basically can, to be on the clock for a day and not do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know. he'll, he'll work harder to get out of work than to just do the job. Um, so, in, anyways, we may be getting a little bit off off subject with that, but – I, I guess the moral of this story is, is as an, as an employee, 
Um, sometimes, uh, whenever you choose to be an employee, you, you have no choice but to have some of your fate in somebody else's hands. Yeah. It's, 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 it's in some sense the definition of an employee. And, I mean, your family's fate, too. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. So uh, your job as an employee is to find a work environment that you're confident in the people that are controlling that for you, whether that be at a factory, whether that be out of a union hall, whether that be at, uh, you know, Bob's excavating down the street. I don't know what, right. what situation that is. Uh, it's really hard for bosses to be – uh, best friends with employees is it's I mean, in my situation it's hard to work with even family right uh, because there's just conversations and situations that arise that it's not going to be pretty and you're going to have to have adult conversations and then yeah, I don't know if you want to go you know sit around a campfire and drink a beer later with the guy you just chewed out or had a disagreement with or come home and which is a side topic all in itself of hiring family yeah I mean I, I've had family work for me for years my whole family is self-employed. We've covered this in previous podcasts. My whole family has some very, very successful businesses that I probably could have taken over if I wanted to. If I wanted to, right? Uh, I didn't for two reasons. One, the businesses they operate, I don't have a whole lot of interest in. So, what's the point of that? But two, I, I would I, even if I was interested in the insurance business, which is what my family's known for. I probably would have started my own insurance firm just to avoid the family aspect of it. Right. You know what I mean? Not not to compete with them, not to be out of spite. Um, no, but to avoid potential hard feelings or right. awkward situations. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Um, so uh, my 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 advice to anybody as an employee is never jump to conclusions about things employers are doing. I don't. When an employer makes a decision that directly affects you. Most of the employers that I know of understand that and have put thought into that. Yeah. But that, the other alternative to that, maybe you don't have a job at all. You know what right. I mean? Like, sometimes our backs are up against the wall, and it's this or nothing, so. Yeah. Now, uh, there's something to be said, too, um, about as from an employer's standpoint that has employees that he or she depends on. It's in their best interest to keep you. Yeah. It's in their best interest to not lose you and have to train someone else. Nine times out of else. ten, one of the most expensive things you will do as an employer is train an employee. Right. Because that's you don't you, even know if it's a good investment. They may leave right. next week. And that's why you, you end up with all these non-competes and stuff like that. So all, all they're trying to – they're not trying to be mean about it. They're just trying to impact, you know, uh, protect, protect, their, protect their investment. Yeah. So it's um, – in <laughs> just kind of curious, but um, – you go through the apprenticeship in the um, Bullet Makers Union. Do you are you bound to them for a certain period of time, or how does that work? Yeah, you you. I mean, yes, no. But like, if you want, like, a, we got a we got a pension and annuity, and you've got to work five consecutive years to get vested to be able to draw that that say pension. Okay, now they're five consecutive years of a thousand hours each year. If you don't get that you may work 20 years before you get that five consecutive hours and say you quit and you ain't had your five years with the thousand consecutive hours, all that pension you lose, you don't get it. So yes, you are in a way, yes, you're tied down. Once you get vested, then you're kind of free. And but you can but do basically that five-year window is, is they're hoping they recoup all the money they spent on, on you, you training. as training. So it's an yes. incentive to stay, yes. stay with the hall yep. uh, through that period of time, which – I get that, you know, um, uh, the first couple guys that I trained to get their CDLs, um, 
um, one in particular uh, that, don't, that don't work with me no more, so it's not Captain Kleeman. I'm sure somebody's going to comment on that. But the other one, you know, he I trained him. Uh, it took me six, eight months. Probably cost me $1,500, $2,000 to get his CDLs. And six months after he got his CDLs, he left me and took a truck driving job for more money. Right. And, you know, I made the mistake of believing that he was a long-haul employee. I cannot fault him for, you know, chasing – uh, I did, this other guy offered him stuff I couldn't offer him. I wasn't going to play the compete game. Right. So I'm not going to uh, dog him for, you know, chasing a, a better job. But it kind of left me in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. So the next guy I trained to get his CDLs after that, it was a very simple process, you know. If you work for me for five years, you're free and clear to do whatever you want with that CDLs after that. If right. you leave before five years is up from the date I paid to get your CDLs, you owe me five grand. Right, which is up for those listening that don't know. That's about what it costs. About what it costs to get a CDL. Yeah. So long story short, if, you know, my math told me if you worked for me for five years, I'd recoup my investment of you getting your CDLs. Which goes back to what you, you two were talking about in the beginning, that two, maybe $3 an hour that an employer is looking to get out of, or that will profit off of an employee, I should say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it takes mm-hmm. it takes a while because... You know, there's other there's other costs to go up with it. You know, insurance goes up. I got yeah. a newbie driver on there. Oh yeah, uh, the newbie driver is going to tear something up. So I got maintenance costs. It's mm-hmm. just it's just part of it. So, but um, anyways, so it, he had the option to get out. I wasn't you know, I wasn't pinning him down. Right. Um, but um, he. Uh, you keep talking. Uh, so anyways, yeah, he had the, he had the option to get out. I wasn't pinning him down, but it, it was. It was a way to be fair to both of us, you know what I mean? Um, it was a way for me to protect my investment. It was a way for him to have options to do other things. If who knows what's going to happen over the course of five years? I mean, a, yeah. lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of things can a lot of things can change. So, right. Uh, that was just one of the things we implemented. And, and I mean, there's nothing that says that you're gonna maybe see, maybe he leaves four and a half years has some serious major issue. You might not even push that contract. You might just say, "Look, give me a couple hundred bucks." Yeah, and you know, and that goes back to um, having a good relationship with your employer and trusting. Yeah, uh, trusting who's in charge. And I understand in the in the large, large corporate world, sometimes you have less control over that, and that's one reason why I do not work in that world. Right. But again, uh, that is the world some people enjoy, and that's the world some people des- decide. And you just have to be comfortable with your your decision. You know. Right. Even as an employee, at the end of the day. In a lot of ways, your fate is still in your hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, most, well, nobody is holding a gun to your head and making you work somewhere. Right. I mean, if, if they are, you're no longer an employee and, and or I, something and else. And right mm-hmm. now in 2021, I'm still convinced there's more opportunities in this country than there's ever been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really I really do believe that. Yeah. If you're willing to work and you're willing to show up, um, you're, you're willing to go for it. So, but, but I guess we can transition into a little bit of, you know, I've ran my business two different ways. Uh, it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> for the course of about 10 years, I had anywhere from four to 12 employees. Right. And, man, I, where do we go from there? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, what it come down to for me and, I'm not going to discredit anybody. I mean, I was very, very, very fortunate that, honestly, most of them or a lot of the guys that worked for me were good guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them were my friends. Some of them were family. 
some of them were people that turned in an application and I just hired. Right. Um, one of my best employees I had, I called every reference on his employee and every one of them told me not to hire him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and he ended up being a pretty good employee. Right. Uh, so you got to kind of have a little bit of a read on what's going on on yourself. But as time goes on, for me as a small business owner, which got very hard and very frustrating to deal with, is we were building high-end custom homes. We were doing, we had systems, procedures, and processes that were quite a bit different than the way everybody else was doing, and we developed these over the years. Right. So it, you know, you could <clears throat> you could work here for a year, and not that I was a control freak or anything, but it would take you that long to learn how we wanted stuff done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'd bring a guy on staff. I let's just call it a year training session. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's trained up. I got him where I want him. He's doing good. <clears throat> I'm paying him what I think is a fair wage. And competitor down the road calls and offers him $2 an hour more. And, you know, uh, I had this conversation with a lot of them. I said, you're $2 an hour more. I said, is he giving you retirement? Is he guaranteeing you 40 hours a week? Mm-hmm. Is he giving you a company truck? Is he paying for your gas? Is he flying you to Vegas once a year? Right. Is he giving you a Christmas bonus? Do you got a Christmas party? Right. Like, a lot of times, if you had a lot of less stuff up, a lot of these guys left me for more on the hour and made less on the year. Well, yeah. Most people don't think that way. And Unfortunately. It, it just, it got... Uh, it got extremely, extremely frustrating that I couldn't get that through to a lot of these guys and, and arguing them with them. It was, it was not going to prove my point. You know, no. I had a few of them leave that turned around and come back, but, um, I don't know, 10 years of that, man, it just, it wore me down. It's like, um, you know, the, in a small company, like what we had, you bring in a guy on and, um, you work with him every day. You get to know him, you get to know his family, you get to know what's going on and, right. And um, I did everything. I mean, I took on the responsibility of making sure their families were fed. Yeah. And and there's times I went without pay so they could get paid. Right. And then somebody offers them a dollar an hour more, and they're like, yeah, yeah, nice. Thanks for all the training, you know, and, and away they go. And you just, I don't know, you get burnt so many times on it. It's just, um, uh, you know, something, something's got to change. Obviously, the mentality of the employee is not going to change, and I was able to accept that. Yeah. And it was time to go time to go a different different route with that being said i understand their thought process because i was an employee before yeah i mean you can't fret somebody for trying to better their own situation you just wish that they would look at all of the facts yeah i think that's the moral of the story is is don't go off the alley rate don't go off what somebody tells you like um dig a little deeper into that situation and see well personally i left um the, the job that I had previous to what I have now, I worked at a, a very large concrete company, and uh, I was one of the lead A-level service techs, and I, I took a 6 or $7 an hour pay cut mm-hmm. to go where I am now. However, my yearly, my, you know, year-end salary grosses probably two or three times the amount that I made there. Right. Because here, I've got many incentives um i get paid for travel i have a company truck you know yeah and then i have overtime yeah, which we I mean, never had everybody wants to know what that alley rate is that's all they care about yeah you know? now and that's that's a small small piece of yeah. the job yeah it, i just want to throw something in mm-hmm. and sometimes sometimes it's the people you work with 
you oh, know yeah. if you go to a job it don't matter it's like what i do now i love it i enjoy it yeah but you go to a job and where it's like misery yeah i mean it's miserable to go to work because it's sometimes it's the employer mm-hmm. but sometimes a lot of times in, in my trade you see it's it's the people that are working around you oh yeah and it could be just a terrible job you don't want to get up and go negativity is a cancer in itself yes yeah, you know yeah I, I think um you know we get this people who follow us on youtube yeah we get this comment a lot like i don't know how you guys get anything done all you're ever doing is joking and horsing around yada 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 and uh if 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 they actually followed around you've seen this at some points if they actually followed oh, yeah. us around in the day in our shoes well, first of all, I can, I'm pretty confident that most people who write that comment couldn't keep up with either one of you walking around yeah. all day. I mean, the, the, the productivity, I, I don't, there, there's people out there that will keep up with us. I ain't going to say that. No, I'm saying but that the majority ground, of the people that don't understand that y'all are showing, what, 5% of your day yeah. and you're joking around and everything <clears> like that, <throat> but it's possible to joke around, have a good time, and get work done at the yes. same time. Yeah, the, the product le- productivity level is, is, I mean, what the two of us I, accomplish is yeah, is mind-boggling. It's right. even mind-boggling to me, and I live it. Well, my, I mean, you know, you've, met, you've both met Brandon back home, and uh, he and I did the job of six mechanics for four and a half years, never had a, a well, we had two days of downtime. Yeah. In four years, the two of us. But we laughed. I never felt like I was going to work. I right. laughed from the time I got in to the time I went home. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, we crawled through some of the worst things you could imagine and just laughed the whole time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and to, you know, fast forward a little bit, you know, I, I, I did the multiple employees for 10 years and, um, I finally got to the point of realizing that uh, it don't. We, we tried offering different centers. We we tried offering different things to them. We like every time we had a, a group of guys roll over, we always thought, "Well, what do we do wrong? How do we keep the next group of guys around to stay?" Right. And finally, after ten years, we ran out of options. Which it's most like, most people don't even think that honestly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you you know the, we added company trucks. We added retirement. We ate, we gave them a, an insurance savings plan. We you know, gave them freedom. We gave them, you know, just on and on and on, you know, gave them trips and, and stuff mm-hmm. and, and on and on and on. <clears throat> and, and finally at the end of 10 years, we just, you know, we were out of options. So the next option is no employees, right? which mm-hmm. is, you know, kind of where we're at today. And we'll, and we'll go, we'll go down that, down that route a little bit, but it's now, go as ahead. far as what you're talking about there, how do you feel now about the younger generation as far as the help, the good help you can find? Well, a, I've got my take on yeah, it too. Yeah, a but couple different know. things there. You know, I'm I'm 40 years old, or we'll be here in about a month. And whenever I was in high school or graduated high school 20 years ago, uh, the pr- pre- premier job to have was working for a construction company. Um, you know, that was like the the, the go to summer job. You were going to make three times more money doing that. And you were flipping burgers at Wendy's. Everybody was wanting that job, or working for a farmer. Mm-hmm. So the first job I got in construction out of high school, I had to fill out an application and apply for it, go to an interview process, and then hope I got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So I ran a construction business for over 10 years, and I had to beg people just to show up for an interview, more or less even a job. You know what I mean? And um, then when they showed up, you know, they were immediately over the sweeping up the job site Mm -hmm. or running a shovel. You know, they wanted to go straight in to learn how to run equipment and, and yep. run saws and stuff like that. 
And, oh, man, I don't, like, it's it's not feasible. You know what I mean? I, it's just not. Yeah. You, I mean, I don't mind to, to sweep the floor and run the shovel myself. Yeah. Like, honestly, some days I enjoy that more than anything is there's less thinking involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a struggle. It, I, I feel it is. In, in the trades, in the trades, um, I, think I think trades were. I think it we, is in any industry. I think, especially if somebody graduates from college, they need to, they, they, they have they think they're entitled to skipping the first four or five steps mm-hmm. of their job. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Yeah, actually, I think I think the there's more of a sense of entitlement it's, in like the the white collar. It's like a it's like a a boiler versus a Kubota. I feel that them engineers that design stuff, whether it be on a piece of equipment or in a boiler. I think that they should have to be hands-on at least five years to understand. Absolutely. And I know every industry is different, but it's, it seems like they came straight out of college and they are very, very smart, but they don't realize what it takes to work on this or that. I kid you not, this is a thousand percent true story. Uh, I was working at work. You guys both know where I work. I still can't say on here where I work, but I work for a very specialized industry that's funded by the federal government. And uh, we had a new project engineer come on the property. He was hired for, I I think, $300,000 a year salary. And he walks up to me and he goes, hey, I'm such and such. This is my first day. I just got this job. And uh, I'm going to be in charge of the such and such equipment division can you possibly show me what the such and such equipment is? I've never seen one before. And I stared at him for a minute. I was like, yeah, sure, no problem, man. And I walked him over to it, and he's, like, staring at it and just, I mean, completely ghost white. Blank yeah. stare. This this piece of equipment that he was responsible for is about four or 500 feet long, and it's yeah. probably a couple million pounds. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. And he's just staring at it. I'm like, you uh, got any questions? He's like, I wouldn't even know where to start asking. He's like, what is it? So, I mean, I sat there for a couple hours with him going over this thing, but fresh out of high school, $300,000 a year, not a single clue what he's looking at. Yeah. But he had the right title when he knew the right and, people. And, yeah. and that's one thing I like about Dirt Perfect here. You know, hey, he's, he's like me, just like you. I mean, mm-hmm. we're trying to push the trades. In, yeah. And, and, um, and I feel like... I've been hearing more of it, trying to get the youth more involved, yeah. not just locally here, but out Well, the farther. first thing we got to do is get the stigma is if you work for the trades, you're an idiot, and you can't, you're can't. you not smart yeah. enough to do anything else. I mean, truth yeah. be told, that was one of the goals that you and I had when we started this podcast. Yeah. That is one of the, the goals that's written out of this podcast is yeah. to you know actually show there is success in blue-collar work. There's a lot yes. of success. Yeah. It's, yep. it's obtainable. It's There's not something they There's a lot of very, of. very intelligent people in yeah. the trades. Yeah. Um, very, very, very. Now, I will never take anything away from my wife. She is my better three-quarters, and she's much smarter than I am. She's a nurse. But I, we've had this conversation before, and it's nine times out of ten, when, when you're looking at a patient, they'll tell you what's wrong. When was the last time you had a truck tell you what was wrong? <laughs> yeah you know in all seriousness it's, i've had an engineer that's never seen the truck and knew what was wrong with it before he ever even looked at it yeah and like i said i'm not taking away from her her career or anything it's just something to think about mm-hmm. you know you, you need to know what you're doing to be a mechanic you need to understand theories of thousands of different systems 
to even have a chance of walking up to something and having a, a quick guess of what might be wrong with it. And there, there's a guy, um, the, the poem is called Ditch Diggers. Okay. And he, he basically wrote a poem, mm-hmm. and it, it's about... This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Where would everybody be without the construction yeah. workers? Yeah. And it is a very, very good poem. It's, a, it's not, I mean, you can tell it comes from somebody from the trades, but it yeah. is a very good poem explaining everything. And that's one that I try to push. I push to the people I work with. Yeah. I push that poem quite a bit because the guy that, that wrote the poem did an excellent job explaining from the start to where yeah. we're at now. It's and been a while since I've heard that one, but I do, I do know what you're talking yes, about. Yes, that's a, that's a very good one. If anybody ain't ever listened to it or I've never seen heard it, it, it's good. But if I can find good. it, I can oh, yeah. remember, I'll link it into the, yep. the show notes. Yeah. So, you know, so getting back to where we're – Getting back to where we're at today and kind of, um, you know, we, we made the decision with Simon Harris Construction. I think Josh and I even talked about this a little bit in our podcast we did. I think so, too. That um, we, We've just come to the realization that, it, it's unfortunately, it's not us. It's the people. Mm-hmm. Um, what, we would never be able to offer uh, what some of these large companies and corporations were. Um, the realistic of keep the – real, the reality of keeping a good quality long-term employee was just not there. Right. And whenever you're running the business the size we were, we couldn't do it just the two of us. We had to be dependent on other people, mm-hmm. and we couldn't find people to be dependent on is what it, what it come down to. Right. Again, I want to emphasize that we had a lot of good employees. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, you know, these other employees had other opportunities, and I encouraged them to take them at times. Mm-hmm. The frustrating part was is I couldn't offer those same opportunities. It wasn't feasible to do it. So. Right. Uh, you know, as we covered in the other podcast, you know, Josh went his way and, and I kind of made the decision at that point of, I wasn't going to take a job unless I could do it myself. Right. You know, I, I, I was not going to be dependent on other people. I was going to be dependent on myself to accomplish what I was going to do. I think it's also important to mention that whenever I made this change, I was fully prepared to make less money. Mm-hmm. Like I... That was just something I had come to accept that, you know, my company's not going to have $2 million in revenue no more. I'm not going to be bringing home X amount of dollars no more, but I was willing to trade that for happiness. I was saying, in all honesty, do you even care? I don't. You know, the only thing I really cared about, uh, if you guys know from watching my channel, I don't care about shiny paint. I don't care about social status. I really don't care who the hell you are. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're the president of the United States or if you're the guy you know, clean the toilets down here at the Derby Community Center. I'm going to treat you the same damn way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, period. And, and um, I, I do, Grandpa taught me that as a, at an early, early age. And I, uh, I've been, I've been treated like the guys cleaning the toilets. Mm-hmm. And then people have found out who I know and who I'm related to. And they want to quickly escalate me up to the ladder to the president. Well, they show their true colors. And I have absolutely zero use for you at that point. I right. don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the president of the bank. I don't care if you're CEO of this. I don't care if you can't help me out. That you chose. You, yeah, you're, I'm done. Right. I'm gone. So you got me off on a rant there, Jason. Well, on, on that point, he will literally give you 
his shirt off his back because yeah. I got two of them. Right. <laughs> I did. Well, I mean, I, I kind of bring that up because, I mean, we're getting ready to do that. The pay scale difference down here, I mean, versus you know, where cost you're of living at. and everything yeah. is different too. But I've, I've understood that I'm going to take basically a third of my salary, you right. know, moving down here. And uh, initially, that's a little bit shocking. But at the end of the day, I'm not the least bit worried. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, be happy every whenever, day. whenever we made the decision to uh, regroup, you know, close down the construction business and, and ramp up the excavating business, which I was losing a business partner in this, but I, I, was, I was perfectly content making considerable less money and being able to spend more time with the kids, right? doing what I enjoy, a lot less responsibility. I'm worried about my family now instead of five families. Right. And um, it was, uh, I was comfortable with that decision. It, it was, it was a, a very even trade off for me. This mm-hmm. is a kind of like a side street discussion, but it popped into my head and it's somewhat related. Um, as a tradesman, you know, for the yeah. three of us, have you ever in your life after you've basically experience being successful um had a fear that you won't be able to find work somewhere no me yes yeah uh yeah as far as my trade goes no i just mean in general oh in general no 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 i i think i you're, i think i could move on to something pretty good else. with yeah with yeah. the skill set that yeah, I, have. I mean to to well to elaborate on me first and i want to get to aaron because he's a completely different situation it's worth talking about but my my trade is very wide i mean everything from construction to flat work to vertical work to excavating to mechanic and so um i've had some awesome job opportunities to go work for other companies and Mm -hmm. and i could have made more money doing them so not counting the work that floods in to my company alone so the um, i'm not going to jinx it i'm not going to act like it's never been a, a concern at any given point but Finding work is never the issue. Figuring out a way to choose which work I want to do yeah. and how much of it we can get done in X amount of time, that's usually the bigger problem. Now, you're kind of in a little bit of a different situation because the actual trade you're in mm-hmm. is kind of going it's, to the wayside. Yeah, it, it's it's a dying trade. I hate saying it that way, but, you know, as far as what I do mm-hmm. as my career as a boilermaker, we work on 90% of our work is coal-fired power plants and as everybody sees now they're they're going away yeah Um, we don't have work in all these new plants we have work building them but once they're built boilermakers are kind of extinct of going in they talk like having an outage once every 10 years so if you got all these new ethanol plants and all this going Mm -hmm. on it it we won't get no work i mean we're just how many slowly nothing nothing is sustainable not yeah and so how, how many of them are currently up and running? What's that, the ethanol? ethanol? Well, see, that's in Indiana. I think we've got maybe four or five. How long have they been running for? They've been, I'd say, um, like it was four. Over the last 10 years. Yeah, over the ten, past 10 years. Have they been but, living up to their uh, 10 years, no da- no outage? Um, as far as I know, we have not had no work in any of them. Yeah. So whether somebody else is doing it or how it's working, I don't know. Right. But, um, yeah, it's just like a, a gas plant. We build them, but then after that, it goes on to different trades. Okay. okay. Different trades get the work it. after it's built. So, yeah, it's it's kind of uh, one reason that I'm doing what I'm doing now mm-hmm. is adventuring out. I love all trades, uh, from carpentry work to yeah. uh, getting into the excavating dirt. 
That's kind of what I had meant when I asked. It's, you know, it's yeah. not finding work for your business. It's, okay, tomorrow something happens, your business is gone. What right. are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, so, <laughs> I mean, the newer technology is coming in for power, for electric. So, we're, we're kind of on our way out. Yeah. I mean, I hate saying that, but that's that's pretty well what's happening. And we, but then are you concerned for the future? Do you think you'll be able to I, find a job somewhere doing something? I, I feel 110% confident I'll, I'll be able to move on. And, if you want to yeah. work, you can work. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's kind of uh, what I mean. And a lot, of your, a lot of your fellow friends in the Bullmaker Hall, mm-hmm. they have went to other trades, millwrights yes. and pipe right. fitters and yeah. – uh, some went to laborers. I think a few went yep. to the operators. So, operators. I mean, every one of those trades is looking for people, so they're right. they're kind of getting they, absorbed yeah. by other other trades. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what What's the concern for him? This is a whole other topic. Is you know he's invested almost twenty yeah. years, right? And he's just hoping nineteen years. March. Hoping oh, it's yeah. hanging. Yep. On, hoping it hangs on long enough. He still gets his retirement. He's been paying yeah. for for yeah for X amount of years. So. Yeah, that's where like he's saying, I'm I'm too far in it. To, to back quit, out. to yeah. back out. I'm and not try. suggesting quitting. But I'm just saying. Yeah, that. I'm I'm pretty well, but I had to move on. I yeah. had to move on and find a secondary job because our work is getting so scarce. So, right. Uh, yeah, but I I'm gonna stick it out and I'm gonna go get my hours and you know whatever happens happens. But I'm ready to move on if I have to. Yeah. So I think that kind of segues us into the, the the next part of this, and that's how I'm structured now. Yeah. Because um, I mean. Last year, so technically, and I, I'm air quoting this for people who can't see it. Technically, uh, you know, I did over close to well, right at a million dollars with a business last year, mm-hmm. and I don't have any employees. I mean, I'm a one man show. Right, it's me. Now, if you guys follow me on my channel, you know that's not completely true. That's more of a technicality statement than a than a reality statement. Yeah, yeah. he gets lonely. He just <laughs> needs a companion there to yeah. coach him on. <laughs> So and the dog's not doing good for him. So yeah, <laughs> this is uh, this is kind of an involving process a little bit. You actually started working for me before I was doing YouTube. Yeah. So yep. you've been kind of in, involved in this, and actually, whenever it, you started working for me, I was still doing the construction business. Yeah. So this has kind of been an involving process, but basically, what it's come down to is is I made this made this deal with myself that if I'm going to take a job on, if push comes to shove and I absolutely have to, I can do it myself. I don't have to be dependent on other people. Right. Um, and he's, it's just like the other day, he's finding out how, you know, emergency outage pops up. I got, I got to leave. Yeah. And, and, yeah. I, and I yeah. survived, you know what I mean? Yep. I, I, would I much rather had Aaron there help me? Absolutely. But you know, he had emergency outage and, and Matt that helps me, uh, had family vacation and a, and a puppy stuck at a dog and, Right. Uh, that sounded weird, but it was true. <laughs> <laughs> so. But uh, I, I'm like, you know, all right, you know, let's let's go. You know, do do what you guys need to do. You know, I'll, I'll, right. I'm 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 cool. I'm set up. I'm we may be a day or two behind, but hey, I'm I'm not. I'll, you know, everything will work out. So yeah, my mentality at this point is is over the years of being self-employed, I've been fortunate to have some really good employees. Um, Matt or Aaron never actually worked for the mm-hmm. construction company, but I, we worked together at another company we're involved with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Matt actually worked for me uh, back whenever I worked for the other construction company. He was my helper, 
we both worked for a guy, but he was my employee for say on the jobs. Kind of like how Cleman was. Yeah, when okay. Cleman was too. Now Cleman actually worked for me in the mm-hmm. construction company. Right. He worked for me for about five. He was the longest employee I had. I think he worked for me for like five, almost six years. Um, so basically, all these guys are all out now. They're professionals. Uh, Matt had a professional career in sales. You know, Cleman took a professional career in firefighting. He's a bull maker. But fortunately, they all have some free time and are looking for some stuff to do. So I just kind of assemble in this little hodgepodge team of um, hodgepodge team of guys I can pull on. You know, Matt helps me with sales a little bit. He also helps me on the job. Uh, Cleman's got a CDL, so he helps me with trucking and some logistic stuff. And he used to help me with a little bit of office stuff on some septics and stuff. And then Aaron's able to help me in the shop and and, and help me on. Um, he's learning how to operate and do stuff like that. So I kind of know these guys' schedule. So right. we'll kind of put stuff on the schedule based on who's available. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean that works within reason. Just like he had an emergency outage the other day. But the flip side of that is, is I'm not fully committed to them. I'm not promising mm-hmm. them 40 hours a week. I'm not right. promising them retirement. I'm not promising them all this other stuff. They got other jobs that do that. But come back around to this side of it, I fully understand whenever Matt has to go make a sales call or Aaron has to go into emergency outage or Cleman had a, a rough night at the fire department running all night and they can't work the next day. You know, right. it, it it's uh, it's a two-way street. I you're mean, happy yeah. for the help when you can get it, but you're not dependent right. on it. And my workload is accelerated to the point of where we're pushing ourselves all pretty hard. I, I spend more time trying to keep the reins pulled back than, right. you know, keeping the work, the work flooding in. But, um, I mean, you can speak about that a little bit from from your perspective on the other side of it. Well, no oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I I mean, I come to work and I want to have a good time, and it makes it that. And he needs somebody to keep him in line. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my main job. Of but you know, I, I feel bad whenever I get called out on emergency outage because we'll set a plan as far as scheduled outages. Yes, I know when I'm going. You know, right. a rough ballpark. Yeah. Like I can tell Michael, hey. In two weeks, within the next two weeks, I'm going to be heading back in for a scheduled outage. Emergency outages, they popped up on us, like, last minute, and we had already scheduled to do yeah, work. Hence the emergency part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you mean they don't plan for that? Yeah. Uh, so I'm sitting there, and at that time, I was at home, and I was like, oh, man. So then I called him, and I wanted to make sure I did. Yeah. I wanted to make sure he'd be all right yeah. if I was off. And then he's like, yeah, he said, I, I can have Matt help, so... Yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. And, and, you know, I got called in for a one-day, eight-hour outage. You know, just uh, figured it was just eight-hour. Well, we ended up finding more leaks in one leak. So mm-hmm. then, you know, I feel bad that I leave. But then again, because, you know, I know it makes it hard on him. If we have already planned something right? and I have worked for other contractors that it wasn't so understandable to him. Right. So that's one reason I love coming back to him because he understands and, and he accepts it and I'm not – getting chewed out or something like that because I'm doing it. He knows that right. I got to, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever um, got upset or discouraged you from taking no. a. No, I think I feel mm-hmm. worse about it than. than but I understand yeah, that's get, his real job. That's where his, most of his life's been invested. I look at whatever time he can help me as a bonus. Right. And I'm thankful yeah. for that. Not He's got to save the world one leak at a time yeah, yeah. i mean i'm i'm thankful i'm thankful that i'm thankful the time he is able to help me not pissed about the time he can't help me right is kind of the way i look about it but 
you know, going down yeah. – and, 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 and that also plays true with Cleman. You know, his schedule changes quite a bit. You know, there's there's a lot of days he says he can work and then things change and he can't work. And it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't I don't get upset about it. I'm just thankful that I do get the days I do. And then mm-hmm. – and Matt's the same way. And then Jerry's retired. Uh, we should mention Jerry. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's retired. Don't so, about Jerry. Uh, you know, one of the huge – like, honestly, with Matt – Cleman, especially Aaron and Jerry, those two for sure. I don't think like we never even discussed pay. I really don't mm-hmm. think they even care what they get paid. Mm-mm. Right. It's more about just having a good time, being productive. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, it's almost like just hanging out with your buddy and helping yeah, out. A yeah. Yeah. It, it's more yeah. like, hey, you want to go hang out today? By the way, we're gonna go put this driveway in while we're doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Um. Almost keeps you sane too. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, obviously, I got to pay these guys, but it's like Jerry. I mean, Jerry, Jerry's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like sometimes I have to go hunt him down to pay him. Like right. he, like he does not work for the money. He works because he enjoys being around us. He enjoys running a dozer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I understand how fortunate I am to to I have a guy. That. Like we got a guy. Yeah. We got a, a mutual friend that Jerry also works for sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and this mutual <laughs> friend pays Jerry six or seven times what I pay him. Right. And Jerry will choose to come work with us than they will him. And it's because of the job and the atmosphere, not the money. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he can't get his head wrapped around that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's – And for a future reference, while we're on film, Jason, this is, this is one podcast I'd like you to do with this – Mutual friend we got that will keep his name disclosed oh, right now. Yeah, we, we're going I want that one. That's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be a lot of editing on that one. I think we don't edit these. <laughs> oh, no. My no. editing of our podcast consists of taking out the first five seconds where we're trying to figure out when we're gonna start. I love it. And the last yes. five seconds where we're all saying goodbye and you know, <laughs> yeah. post but, it up. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But back to back to your, you know, actually having a true business with employees. Is, is there anything you really miss about having employees like that? Or, I mean, I know I know you're, you're buddies and everything, but I know there had to been a lot more headaches than what you do now. No, I honestly, um, no. I mean, I, I got to think about this to make sure I give an honest answer. Um, I mean, everything that I would have missed, I've got now plus some. And... Um, What's I mean from an employer, and this is from an employer's point of view, which works out great for me, is if Captain Cleman's supposed to work today, and it's raining or a permit didn't come through or the customer changed mm-hmm. the job, and for some reason that's not going to happen, Captain Cleman's perfectly fine with staying at home and not working, and I ain't got to pay him. Yeah. If he was on payroll that day, then I got to find something for him to do that may or right. may not be productive or billable. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know. I don't, I mean, you've never had this conversation, but I don't think it's no secret. If you're on the job working, I do the best to pay you pretty damn good. But whenever we're yeah. up here screwing around the shop and, and hanging no. out. Working until 1 o'clock in the morning. Working until 1 o'clock in the morning. No. If, if, if uh, you figured up your hourly pay rate, it would probably be disappointing. But at some point, it's it's not work. It's just hanging out and we're getting yeah. stuff done. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, there's, I don't want to discredit these guys at all. There is no way that I could be where I'm at now without each and one of those helps and I'm finally getting to the point where I can show appreciation on that a little bit more but 
whenever we first started these relationships, um, I was not in, in a spot where I could do that. And right. well, as things are building, I'm able to kind of say, hey, thanks for sticking with me. Appreciate the help. Uh, we're in this together. We're going to show, you know, what if, if I profit, you guys are going to profit. And uh, as time goes on, I perceive that progressing up, but I got to do what's comfortable. I got to protect the home front. Yes, at the same time. exactly. It's like me. It's it, what I do here. One reason I do enjoy it is because I'm going home every night, bowl mm -hmm. making. I don't, sometimes you don't have that benefit. Yeah. You're yeah. on the road for six, seven weeks. But this, like now, I mean, don't get me wrong, you do work seven days a week half the time, but you could free up, you know, like get a camper, take the family oh, camping now. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but I mean, you could. I mean, it's just, I think yeah. you could actually pull away to enjoy a Remember that bit of conversation time. we had about if you've ever been scared to find work? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Keep that yeah. But no i'm just saying yeah. it does it frees up I, I feel like it it should free up a little I'll, bit of I'll, time I'll, we've, we've talked about these in other podcasts and this may be off subject a little bit but you know i refuse to fail so yeah. whenever i made the decision to shut down the construction company go employ and go without employees and go back into excavating and start youtube and all this stuff i'll put 100 percent of my focus into it because i want to make sure all that's successful right I, I think by the end of this year, I'll feel pretty comfortable that that's all going to be a success. You know, everything's trending mm -hmm. in that direction. And right. hopefully by that point, you know, um, YouTube's been good to both of us, really. Yes, yes, um, it has. And I, I love people. I love experiencing new things. So I'm hoping that I feel comfortable to, uh, you know, start doing a little bit of traveling, visit some people, go yep. to some shows, do some stuff like that. Take the right. show on the road if you would. Yeah. But I'm in never going to <laughs> you might yes. get a camper if you do that. Yeah. But I'm never going to stop the uh, excavating or, or this. And and I fully understand that things still may change. You know, he may get one of the best job offer he's ever had in his life through the pipe fitters. And he's working, you know, a, a nine-to-seven or a five-to-seven job. And, right. you know, Cleveland may get an administrative job at the fire department. And, and he's not available no more. And, and Matt's sales career may go through the roof. And that's not an option. And Jerry's not getting any younger. So I don't know how much longer that's going to be an option. But. I feel like if any of those are all come to fruition, that I could still pull back the reins enough to go back to being me right. and carry on. I don't want that. I mean, that's not the direction I want to go, but I, it, it gives me some peace inside knowing that I could do that if I needed to. Right. Before, I couldn't do that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I think it does. Yeah, it does. But I would be a nine-to-three job. <laughs> And then I'd have, after three, I'd have time, and I'd have time before well, nine. Don't, don't forget that so. you've got to come work for the other business that we're going to have. That is correct. Fairly soon. You know, that's... And that, I can't wait for that. Yeah. yeah. This is... That's one business that has never been mentioned on YouTube or a podcast. And yeah. it's a pretty big deal. Someday. Can you believe <laughs> that? Yeah. Yeah. Someday. I can't believe I've been able to keep my mouth shut. The I'm only, shocked. The only... <laughs> there, there's one sneak peek of that life that's a pretty big deal outside of this yeah. life. Yeah. And that's the, a video that Junior put up on SOT Metalworks. That's right. And uh, I think anybody now will be able to figure out what we're talking about. Yeah, but um, we've never talked about the details of it. Oh, and, no. Uh, we no. blow people's minds about the things we've done, the places we've worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see it finalized before it yeah. hits the internet. But, I mean, who knows? Yeah, we'll, we'll cover that at some point. That's, uh, yeah. that's actually a, an interesting guest opportunity. Man, yeah, that might be a struggle, but it uh, it'll be uh, interesting to see. Yeah, 
that's a whole me and Aaron got some stories from yeah. some of those. Yeah, don't we? we do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Uh, um, I think we can say from an employee standpoint, talking about this other company we're involved with, that adding that to the mix, uh, we've. I've been an employee on that scale. I've been yeah. a, a business owner on that scale. Mm-hmm. I've been a manager on that scale. I've worked in 15 different major cities, mm-hmm. some union, some non-union. So I feel like I got a little bit of credibility of being around the block. And I think as far as the employees are concerned with Aaron as a manager, they're screwed. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think they're figuring it out. <laughs> they don't like me. <laughs> you know, and we're, but, we're running but, out. We're yeah, we are. We're, we're running are. out of time here, but I, I just want to bring, uh, I, I get Aaron's opinion on this. Uh, you've worked for a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And you've mentioned a few different things. You know, one of the reasons you like, you know, working here with me is because it's it's a hell of a good time. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I think the flip side of this is, and I've never asked you this, and he may throw me under the bus. I don't know. That's perfectly fine. Oh, yeah, I may. But, you know, the flip side of it is, is I'm not the guy sitting in the office barking orders. No, you're, you are hands on. You know what I mean? Like, half the time, I'm, I'm like, give me the crappy job. You guys keep your feet dry or, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. You know what I mean? It's, I've never asked you to do something I wouldn't do myself. Actually, I've tried to talk you out of stuff you shouldn't be doing. (laughs) (laughs) No, besides the other day, we were unloading some braces off the truck, and he was in that cab. It was pouring down rain, cold, and I ain't ever seen somebody take their time like he did. (laughs) Real slowly got them off. But it was having a good time, though. You should know the loading and unloading thing. Yeah. He's a little... It's raining. Yeah. We leave... I grabbed my rain jacket. Somebody didn't grab theirs. So, right, right. But, know, I, but, but no, I do. My my biggest thing was whenever I came out here, I, I was working with Michael. Michael only. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I was having such a good time doing it. It was hard for me to go back to bowl making. It yeah. really was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't get me wrong. There are a lot of great bowl makers out there, but you always meet that one or two that just, and it's like, man, why am I doing this? But you know, usually whenever I go to work, it's just like here. I like working with a small group of guys that can cut up and have fun that right. are the same as me. And then bowl making the same way. If I can get with that group that I usually try to run with, we right. can have a great time. But most of the time, you are you know, you got one guy going here, got one guy going there, and you're kind of split up, and you don't know who you're going to be working with. Right. So. Well, it goes, you know, this full circle goes back to the engineer conversation. I would much rather – I'm going to give a guy that's willing to get down the trenches and understand my job to the fullest of ability a whole lot more effort uh, right. than what I am a guy that's trying to tell me how to do my job that's never actually done it. Yep. And You know what I mean? Yeah. And the best thing about it was is, is they couldn't believe he'd get dirty. And in one of my videos, one of the last video I posted now, uh, he was actually getting down grinding. He was doing a big part of the grinding. He had that grinding dust all over his face. I was I was in heaven. I was happy to see that. And I think the viewers were too. That's one thing I will say. I hate grinding. Oh, yeah, I do too. I really do. Well, on my I channel, was, my defense is hard to video and work at the same time. It's like, yeah. I'm sure it's an OSHA violation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hide behind OSHA. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, they have to go to your was, channel to actually see me work. You know, Every once in a while, I put it on time lapse, and you get to see me working in supersonic mode. And, yeah. and now that you have been on your own, the weather's getting nicer, and it don't look like work's slowing up either. It no. looks like you're going to stay plenty busy. It, yeah, we are... Uh, 
Uh, we better pray for very few emergency outages. Yeah. We got a <laughs> we got a, we got a lot of work ahead of us. So. We're very 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 fortunate, and we get this one job we're working on now behind us this week. You know, a lot of this mm-hmm. work coming up, the the stuff we really enjoy, and uh, the stuff that the two of yeah. us can tackle. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, kind of. Um, two-man tag team it I guess is the best way to put it the, yep. these ICF jobs on my channel I've that's what we were known for in the construction mm-hmm. industry and it's been hard for me to outrun it and and honestly they're good profitable jobs but they take a lot more manpower and labor and sometimes these jobs are hard to manage because you know the, it's not available right so I think you guys in the future are going to see less and less of the ICF on the channel for that reason the manpower and the labor uh, reason but um well, Most you've got of, one really big ICF job in the works. Yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no, 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 that's no, no, no boys. Opportunity of a lifetime. We're going to turn her down. From, nope, nope, nope. Yep, you're going nope. to say okay. No. Yep. No, yep. I've, I've learned over the years, being a yes man don't always get you to the top. It's, it's not being a yes man. No, yep. not going to happen. You know well, don't about. you think he should take that job? I think so. Yeah, it'd be yeah. fun, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Aaron, this is coming from the guy that will not be here to help us if I do take that job. <laughs> uh, baloney, I won't be. <laughs> I will 1,000% be there for the entire job. Don't and I don't me. need pay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, A handshake off. would suffice. Anyways, we're getting off subject there. But I think that kind of covers the, the thought process behind I, how I operate. I fully... Fully, fully, completely understand that that motto or model will not work for everybody. Yeah. No, it won't. Um, but I do think if you're an employer, being transparent with your employees and being honest with them and, and keeping them informed to the best of your ability is definitely in your best interest to do that. Mm-hmm. And there's some things you can, you know, tell the employees as a group, and then there's some things you need to tell key employees so they know. Right. What's going on? Mm-hmm. I don't want to elaborate about it, but we had one situation like that that I wish I would have handled quite a bit differently. Actually, if it was up to me, I would have handled it quite a bit differently. But, you know, nevertheless, it was a good learning experience about being transparent. And um, your employees are part of the team. They're part of the company, whether you want them to be or not. So right. you need to, you, you know, sometimes you can't tell them everything. It, it's contractual issues and, and, and different things like that. But you need to tell them as much as you possibly can. My guys, when they were working for me, they'd always ask, we got more houses coming up, we got more work coming up. And, I, you know, I'd tell them we got this in the works, this is the for sure. Uh, you know, we're probably heading here next. So when we get here, this is where you're going. And it always gave them just the ease of mind to know that, you know, yeah. they're not going to be twirling their thumbs or, or – questioning their paycheck after this house was done because the next one was on on the hook and they had the details of it so right uh yeah as an employer uh, whether you're big or small i think the more you can communicate with your employees and 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 keep them in the loop of the short-term and big-term plans and kind of what the thought process is um the better off you are so so when you get in the boat we're in now Best part about not being an employee for him, he can't fire me. (laughs) (laughs) But I do, I appreciate you guys letting me come back for another one of these. I appreciate you being here. I felt like I was in suspension or something, you know. No, no, I haven't been here. You haven't, have you? No. It's nice to be back. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen him for like four days. He's been working. 
actually working. <laughs> <laughs> the funny part yeah. is, is his his mm. boss on the bullet making side mm-hmm. of it is actually a big fan of the YouTube channel. Yes. So he's, yeah. got, yeah. he's got my phone number now, so he calls me and asks me if he can borrow them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my response is, yeah, I'm tired of them anyway. So yeah. straighten them out. Yeah, he gets the point. I need a break. I need a break. Yeah. Uh. So. But, uh, but no, uh, like I said, as, as always, you guys can find us on all the major streaming platforms now. Yep, yep, and, we're on uh, all of them. Still on YouTube, a few points from Perfect. Yep, YouTube comes out Sundays, and uh, streaming service will be released on Fridays. Fridays, and uh, yeah, got any suggestions or any guests you'd like for us to have or any topics you'd like for us to cover, um, email us at uh, email or comment. Yeah, you comment on YouTube, send us an email, a few points from Perfect at yahoo.com. That's and, about uh, it. Yeah, Aaron, man behind the scenes. Thanks for thanks for coming yeah. in. Thanks yeah. for the invite again. And appreciate it. As always, guys, we'll uh, catch you on the next one. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.